And so this series, Lifestyle, it's all about how our rhythms form our future. How our rhythms form our future. And I love that we as a church, we're kicking off this series because I personally believe how we start off our year will determine the rest of the year. Right? The way that we live will determine our future. So throughout this series, we're going to be diving into different spiritual rhythms. And the hopes is that as you continue on and get plugged into our church and get through the series, God's going to grow you into your best you for 2024. Uh, but with that, we as a church also are going to be in 21 days of fasting and prayer. And so with that, what we wanted to do to kick off this series is focus on the rhythm of prayer. The rhythm of prayer. So if you're taking notes, that's actually my message title for today, The Rhythm of Prayer. And it's going to be all about how important it is for us to connect with God in prayer as we walk with Christ. How important it is for us to connect with God in prayer as we walk with Christ. And so as we open up this uh, first week, I just had the thought that I wanted to share with you today is that if we as believers, if we're not cultivating a habit of prayer, we're really missing out on the best parts of our Christian walk. Yeah. Right? If we're not cultivating a rhythm or habit of prayer, we as believers, we're really missing out on one of the best parts of our Christian walk. And as I was getting ready for today, I, I asked myself, like, how come we as believers, we don't, we don't pray or we don't pray more often? And I came up with two thoughts that I wanted to share with you, and maybe you could resonate with it. Before I give you that thought, let's go ahead and define what prayer is. Right? So if you're taking notes, prayer, the most uh, uh, basic definition of prayer is talking to God. Prayer is talking to God. And so why don't we as believers, why don't we pray, why don't we talk with God more often? Well, maybe in the first camp, maybe you resonate with this, maybe no one has taught you. Wow. Right? Maybe we haven't been taught really how to pray. And I want to share this passage with you. This is found in Luke chapter 11, verse 1. It says this, Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, as he finished one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. So you see, church, even those that were walking with Jesus, those that were close to him, at a certain point, they had to learn how to pray. So I want to encourage you, maybe you're newer to the things of prayer, and maybe you haven't really prayed before. Don't get discouraged. The hope is that after today, and as you learn to grow with Jesus, you're going to really see your prayer life evolve. All right? And I find it interesting how the word disciple is so close to the word discipline. All right, Because prayer essentially is a discipline. It takes discipline to spend time to talk to God. Right? And those two words actually share the same uh, a root word in Latin, which means to learn or to grow. Right? So as we enter into this 2024 season of getting into rhythms, the hopes is that you're going to get into the discipline of prayer. Well, maybe another reason why we don't really pray to God is having a mindset of we don't need God. A mindset of we don't need God mentality. 
So if you don't know my story, my lovely wife and I, we actually share two amazing kids together. We have a daughter and we have a son. So Elena, who is my oldest daughter, she's three and a half, and I think we have a photo of her. <laughs> so this is actually during uh, Christmas Eve when we all gathered as a family and uh, opened up gifts and presents. And uh, it turns out actually someone gave her a uh, makeup kit for the first time. So you can see she's got glitter on her eyes and she's just so happy. So nonetheless, I'm going to need you guys to pray for me, okay? I'm going to need your prayers for 2024. But no, so she's three and a half. And right now we're really in a season of helping her and training her up on being self-sufficient and getting herself ready for the day. So just earlier this week, as we were preparing to get out the house, you know, one of the things that we are encouraging her to learn and grow in is to brush her teeth. And for us, this particular day, we were running late in getting out the house. So, you know, for me, when we're in that mindset, we're just trying to get from one thing to another thing just to get out the house. And so, you know, I'm, I'm helping her take out like the toothpaste and wet the toothbrush. And as I'm doing it, she looks at me and she says, Daddy, I got it. I got it. I got it. And I'm like, ah, not today. Please, Lord, not today. So I'm like, okay, okay, let me, let me just at least help you with this. She's like, no, I got it, I got it, I got it. So I'm like, okay. So I, I let her do that. I go downstairs to prepare uh, the lunch for the day for our kids. And so I come back up, and I check on her. You know, there's toothpaste everywhere, all over the sink. There's water on the other side of the bathroom. I'm like, how did that get on over there? But nonetheless, we transferred her down. I clean up the mess. And we transferred her downstairs. And the next thing that we're training her up is to put on her shoes, right? So as I'm trying to put on her socks and her shoes, she's like, no, Daddy, I got it, I got it, I got it. I'm like, okay, all right. So I, I go out to the car, turn the car on, warm it up. And I'm coming back in from the garage. I open up the garage, and I just heard her just screaming in frustration, just, ah. I'm like, baby, what's, what's going on? So I look at her. Her left shoe is on her right foot, and her right foot is on her, her right shoe is on her left foot. And she was just so frustrated and screaming at that moment. And I just heard at the corner of uh, uh, the room, my, my lovely wife, she's like, Dad, just help her out. To which I responded, no, she's got it, she's got it, she's got it. <laughs> but how interesting is that, church? Is that when we don't allow help into our lives, when we don't allow our Heavenly Father into our lives, right? We make a mess, right? We get frustrated, and then time gets delayed. And I believe it's the same thing with prayer in our lives, is that when we allow God in through prayer as we walk with Christ, you're going to see your life get propelled. And so that's why today I'm so excited to dive in on three ways to develop your prayer life. Online family today, we're going to be talking about three ways to develop your prayer life. You guys ready for the first one? Ready. All right. The first way to develop your prayer life, I want to encourage you with this is to get into the presence of God. To get into the presence of God. Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 says this, But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. Did you guys catch that? The presence of God. The Bible says, go away by yourself. 
right? Number one. And number two, shut the door behind you. So essentially, our environment matters when we pray. Our environment matters when we pray. And I personally believe that right now we are living in the age of distraction, right? These things called our mobile devices. You know, some of us, maybe we're uh, taking notes on the phone and we're getting text message or emails or alerts and we get distracted. And I think that for us being in here, uh, for the distraction, it's poured into our prayer life. So the encouragement is that when you pray, when you get to a moment alone with the Lord, you want to find a place where you can be distraction-free. You know, praise God, the iPhone now has the um, Do Not Disturb button. They came up with that refresh, uh, you know, I think it was like a couple years ago. I don't have an Android, so I don't know. But uh, for those that does have an Android, we're going to pray for repentance later. So don't worry about that. We'll get that later on. But do not disturb, right? That's the main idea. Do not disturb. Because the Bible lets us know to be still and know that I am God, right? To be still. So I personally believe that when we find ourselves in an environment of stillness, it's going to promote God to move in our lives. I remember when I used to work at a, a spa down in Florida before we moved here in Maryland. There used to be a parking garage on one side and uh, where I work on the other. And what I did was there had to be like a short like alleyway that goes across. So I made it a habit of every time going into work, I would get into that alleyway because nobody would be ever there. And I just took a moment to pause and to pray to the Lord. And so I want to encourage you with that is there's scientific fact saying that if you're trying to develop a new habit to attach it to a pre-existing habit already or a rhythm already. And when you combine it on top of it, you're more likely to do that thing. So the question I want to ask you is this, is what rhythm or what habit you have currently right now that is causing you to be still and to be uh, present? Perhaps you can insert prayer time in that moment, right? So ask yourself, where can I insert prayer throughout my day so that I can be still? All right, the second encouragement on how to develop our prayer life. So I want to encourage you to speak and listen. To speak and listen. Now, I'm really excited to uh, dive on this encouragement because when I found out about the principle of speaking and listening, it really transformed the way that I uh, approach God through prayer. And so I want to break it down. We're going to talk first on speaking and then listening. So what do you mean speak and listen? So when you speak, you want to begin to speak the word of God in your prayer time. So essentially, you want to pray the word. To pray the word when you speak. To pray the word when you speak. 1 John 5, 14 through 15 says this, And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. All right? So we're confident he hears us whenever we ask anything that pleases him. So the statement or question is this. God already knows the desires of your heart. However, do you know the desires of God? God already knows the desires of your heart. However, do you know the desires of God? Yeah. Right? And so I think a great story to illustrate this principle of speaking the will of God in our prayer 
is a story we can find in the Old Testament. So if you go through the Old Testament, that's before Jesus came. Uh, there was a time where the children of Israel, the nation of Israel, wasn't a nation yet, and they were uh, promised to get into a land flowing of milk and honey. So Moses was the first person that led the charge, and then eventually Joshua uh, took his place to lead the people of Israel into the promised land. So there's a story where now they're getting into the promised land, but they still have to fight enemies the inhabitants that are already there. And we have a particular story found in Joshua chapter 10, where Joshua, he was fighting the Amorites, which was one of the nations there already. As they were fighting together, the Lord encouraged Joshua, said, hey, no enemy is going to stand before you, right? You're going to conquer every single enemy. However, the sun was starting to set. They were winning the battle, but it was getting dark out. And the Bible says that Joshua prayed this prayer. He said, let the sun stand still over Gibeon. And the Bible goes on to say, there has never been such a day ever since that God honored such a prayer. So God literally allowed the sun to stay in place so that they could win the battle and defeat their enemies. Right? But here's the thing. The reason why God did that, why he caused the sun to stand still and honor Joshua's prayer, because Joshua didn't pray to get a tan, right? He's like, Lord, let the sun stand still so I can work on my tan. No, it was because he prayed the will of God. And the will of God was for the nation of Israel to conquer their enemies so they can take over a land that they can thrive and become a nation. And through that nation, through that people, the Messiah will come into the world. The Savior would come into the world because Joshua prayed the will of God. All right, so I want to encourage you, pray the will of God. Well, how, do, how do we do that, right? I encourage you with this verse, John 15, 7. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. If you remain in me, my words remain in you. You may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. So you're probably sitting there, you're like, Pastor Child, like you had your Bible there the entire time. How come you haven't opened up your Bible yet? What I wanted to do is I wanted to save this uh, to show you an exercise or a, uh, a equipping that you can do to really jumpstart your rhythm of prayer. And it's simply this, is that when you open up your Bible, you want to begin to pray the word over yourself. Right? And I think a great example, a great place to start, an easy place to start, is in the book of Proverbs, the book of wisdom. So let's do this exercise together. I'm just going to flip through Proverbs. Let's go to chapter 12, and we'll pick a proverb here. All right, 12, 24. It says this, work hard and become a leader. Be lazy and become a slave. All right, so in your prayer time, it could be something like, Lord, allow me to be a hard worker. Create in my heart the disciplines to work hard. Allow me to become a leader. Grow me as a leader. Right. All right. Help me not be lazy and become oppressed or limited. All right. So you see how I'm using the word of God, but I'm framing it in a way where it's um, affecting my prayers. So I want to encourage you as we get into this rhythm of 21 days of fasting and prayer, open up the word of God when you pray and you're going to see God move powerfully. 
All right, let's get into the second part, the listening part. So now we talk about speaking, let's listening. So essentially, I want to encourage you with this when you listen, is to rest in the presence of God. To rest in the presence of God. And as I shared earlier, I believe since we have our mobile devices and in the age of distraction, right, we keep on scrolling and, or we go from one video to another or a soundbite to another. And I feel that's poured over in our psyche as well, where, you know, we go from one thing to another thing. And it could be the same for us through prayer. Right. You know, we get done praying and we're off to the next thing. We get done asking God and thanking him and we're off to the next thing. However, if we're not pausing to listen and to rest in the presence of God, we're missing out on one of the best parts of prayer. Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says this, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Call to me and I will answer you. Did you guys catch that? The A clause is call to me, pray to God. But we also have a B clause here too, that God wants to speak to us, right? But if we're not being still, we're not in his presence, we're missing out on half of the blessings through prayer. And I think a great story to illustrate this in listening to God or developing on how to listen to God, I thought of an individual in the Old Testament and his name was Samuel. So Samuel, if you don't know his story, his mother, she was praying to God and she wasn't able to have a child. And she shared, she prayed and she shared with God, Lord, if you were to let me have a child, I will dedicate him to you. So God granted her her request and she had a son named Samuel. And so her being faithful to her words, she dedicated him to the temple of the Lord where he grew up as a boy and learned the ways of the Lord in serving at the temple. So we have a story in 1 Samuel 3 where Eli was his teacher, and Eli was teaching him on how to grow in the Lord. So one day, the story goes, Samuel was sleeping, and he heard, Samuel, Samuel. So he woke up, and he thought it was Eli calling out to him. So he ran to Eli, and he says, hey, here I am. Did you, did you call me? Eli said, no, I didn't. Go back to bed. Right? So it happened a second time. Right? Samuel, Samuel. He got out of bed and went to Eli. Eli, I'm here. Eli said, no, it's not me. Go back to bed. This happened a third time. Right? And then Eli finally recognized that it was the Lord speaking to Samuel. And he gave him this instruction that I want to share with you today. I want to share with you, online family. It says this in 1 Samuel 3, verses 9 to 10. This is Eli speaking. So he said to Samuel, Go and lie down again, and if someone calls again, say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed, and the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, Speak, your servant is listening. So I love this passage just because it revealed to us a magical phrase, a magical mindset. Speak, your servant is listening. So I want to encourage you, as you get into the presence of the Lord and when you make your request, after you say, in Jesus' name, take a moment, be still in his presence and say, speak, your servant is listening. And more often than not, he's going to drop a word to you, an impression, a feeling, sometimes even a conviction, 
right? We prayed that prayer earlier. Lord, make me a hard worker. He may bring something up that you might not want to hear, yeah. <laughs> right? But here's the thing. When you engage in it, when you be obedient to it, you're going to see the blessing flow. You're going to see the hand of God flow because the word of the Lord is speaking to you in that moment, okay? All right, number three here, the last way to develop your prayer life, yeah, I want to encourage you to combine your prayers. Combine your prayers. Romans 15, verses 5 to 6 says this, May God, who gives this patience and encouragement, help you live in complete harmony with each other as it is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord, Jesus Christ. The key word there is one voice. Yeah. One voice. So something happens when we combine our faith together, when we partner up, when we pray together. The Bible lets us know where two or more that gather in His name, He's there among us, right? To gather together. So, you know, one thing I love about Highlight Church, especially on a Sunday, is that we get a chance to come in and we get to worship in person. So I know online family, it's one thing to, you know, have worship fill your room, but it's something to be here to actually worship the Lord in his house. Cause you know, we get a chance to dance. We get a chance to lift up our hands. We get a chance to clap our hands together with, uh, to worship him. And if you don't know about me, I'm terrible when it comes to rhythm, right? So we'll be up here worshiping in the front row and you know, I'm, I'm clapping, but like I'm way off beat. <laughs> You know, I'll be I'll be next to Chris and you know I'm I'm throwing him off and I'm sure it's throwing off the worship team. It's like like who is this guy? Like campus safety. Let's let's get him out, right? So I'm I'm terrible with rhythm. So I found out this technique, right? So Sam Uri, give it up for Sam Uri, everybody. She's actually our worship director here, and I found this technique. I said, you know what? Let me look at Sam. Like every time she goes, I'm gonna match my my rhythm to her, right? And now I'm like, okay, this is what it feels like, right? <laughs> Be on rhythm. But here's the thing. It's the same thing in our prayer life. When we can find someone that has gone before us, that knows the rhythm of prayer, that knows the discipline of prayer, we can attach our life to that person. All right? So I want to encourage you with this. Who in this season do you know that is really skillful and consistent in prayer Right? Identify them. And perhaps the Lord is calling you today to reach out to them and say, hey, can I partner with you? Can, I, can you help me in this season of me getting into the rhythm of prayer? And I promise when you attach yourself to that person from help you, you're going to see God grow your prayer life. All right. Now, Megan doesn't know it yet, but, you know, Megan is, is good with the jumping now. Right. So that's my next thing. So if you see Megan and I jumping together, you know, you know, the Lord is flowing. All right. Get up for Megan, everybody. Combine your prayers. All right. So with that, I want to touch very briefly on well, what are the benefits of prayer? Right now that we know, you know, how to develop our prayer life, what are the benefits of prayer and what you, what you can expect when you pray? First one is this. You're going to experience supernatural peace. You're going to experience the supernatural peace of God. Philippians 4, 6 to 7 says this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. 
Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So church, maybe today you're coming in and you're just feeling heavy, right? You think the new year would be a new start, but you're just feeling that you haven't got breakthrough yet. Well, I want to encourage you. Maybe the reason why God woke you up this morning is he wants to encourage you to pray, to spend time with your heavenly father so you can experience peace. All right. The second benefit when we uh, when we pray is this. You get to see the power of God revealed. You get to see the power of God revealed when you pray. So as you may know, on a Sunday when we gather here for church, one of the great things we get a chance to do is to have our prayer team pray during our times of worship. And so, you know, every Sunday we always say, hey, if you need some extra prayer in your life, come forward, receive prayer. And I want to share a brief testimony with you all on one of the occasions. So one time, uh, actually, I had the honor of praying for this individual, but they had come up and they said to me and they said, Hey, Pastor Chow, I'm about to get into a procedure right now that is going to be determining if I need surgery or not. Can you pray that I may receive healing so I don't have to get surgery? So she sent me an email shortly afterwards, and I wanted to read it off to you guys here. She said this, Good evening, Pastor Chow. Thank you for praying over me. Jesus heard your faithful words. I no longer need surgery on my carotid arteries. Amen. Just a follow-up in two years. The cataract surgical procedure was a bit weird. The IV came out during the procedure, and I was unable to receive anesthesia. I started to pray and did not move. The numbing eye drops did not work while while the doctor washed both eyes with solution. I kept still to continue to pray and started thinking how Jesus' eyes must have burned when the blood was pouring over his holy face. I offered my pain to Jesus and felt relaxed. The procedure lasted 45 minutes. The day after my procedure, or my procedure, my vision was 2020. Wow. I can see everything and have to and don't have to rely on Miss Whitney to help me cross the street. Today I talked with Jesus and his holy reply was a gift from my light groups and the Highlight Church greeters team. I am grateful and humble to belong with the Highlight Church family. May God continue to multiply his divine blessings on Highlight Church. We'll be greeting this Sunday with the biggest smile on my face in order to shine the light upon others. Love, Miss Norma. Come on, church, let's celebrate the power of God revealed. I love this story is because although Miss Norma was going through a difficult time, and yes, God moved, but in the midst of that procedure, she was in pain. But when she prayed, she felt relaxed. She felt the peace of God, right? She felt the power of God move in her life. So I want to encourage you with that, is that whatever pain, whatever struggle, whatever it is that you're carrying in this season, 
the Lord is near to you more than you think. Your Father is near to you more than you think. And we tap into Him and connecting with Him through prayer.